hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm? What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. A few months ago, Carol showed up in my sexual medicine clinic and she was pretty upset. Her problem was that since her hysterectomy, she was no longer able to orgasm. More specifically, prior to her surgery, she was able to reliably orgasm during intercourse. But after her surgery, while penetration was pain-free and even pleasurable, it did not result in orgasm. When she first discovered this, Carol went back to her surgeon who reassured her that everything was fine and that any issues she had with orgasm had nothing to do with the surgery since there was no surgical damage to her clitoral nerve endings. He then told her that she must have an underlying psychological issue about having a hysterectomy and referred her to a therapist. But Carol knew it was not psychological. She wasn't the least bit upset about losing her uterus. On the contrary, since she was already in menopause, she was more than happy to say goodbye to her huge fibroids that were constantly pushing on her bladder. She was happy to have a hysterectomy and not have to visit the bathroom every hour. As a gynecologist who's performed hundreds of hysterectomies and now runs a sexual medicine clinic, I know firsthand how devastating it can be when a hysterectomy solves a gynecologic problem like fibroids or heavy bleeding only to create a sexual one. And while that's not the case for most women, for others, it is no coincidence that surgery coincides with the onset of either painful intercourse or an inability to orgasm. And since roughly one third of women will lose their uterus by age 60, even a teeny percentage represents large numbers of women. At best, at best, only half of gynecologists initiate a discussion of sex during a pre- or post-op appointment, and it's the rare patient who brings it up herself. Can you imagine a surgeon removing a guy's prostate and not mentioning the possible sexual consequences of surgery? Doesn't happen, but it does happen for women. Doctors that do bring it up generally just say, don't worry, nothing will change, which again, for most women is true. But for those women who do experience problems, they are completely blindsided. So first, the good news. Again, I want to stress this. Most women who undergo hysterectomy don't have problems. Virtually every published study reports that sex is the same or better. Before you say, really, keep in mind that most studies only include young women who had a hysterectomy because of pain or bleeding, and women who did not go into menopause as a result of surgery. For those women, for those women, eliminating the pain and frequent bleeding resulted in a positive impact on their sexual function. And most women, regardless of age, don't notice any difference in their ability to orgasm post-hysterectomy since, in fact, the clitoral nerves are not damaged during uterus removal. Nothing changes. But if you're in the minority that something very clearly changed, you're not imagining it. So I'm going to walk you through the reasons why some women have problems post-hysterectomy. There are two groups of reasons why someone might have sexual problems post-hysterectomy. 
it can be the result of the sudden drop in hormones from ovary removal that leads to a decrease in libido, sensation, and frequency of orgasm. And then there are other women who have no change in their hormone levels, but the surgery itself is the culprit. And then, of course, there are women that have both issues. Before I get into the details, I need to emphasize that what is removed matters because hysterectomy can mean a lot of different things. I'm not talking about if the surgery was done laparoscopically, robotically, abdominally, or vaginally. That only refers to how the surgery was done, not what was done. Hyster is the Greek root for uterus, and ectomy means removal. So hysterectomy means removal of the uterus. It actually has nothing to do with the tubes or ovaries. There are four distinct structures that may or may not be removed during surgery. So first, there's the uterus itself, which obviously in a hysterectomy, the uterus is always removed. But then there's the cervix. The cervix is the lower part of the uterus and is the connector between the vagina and the uterus. This is the part that dilates during labor and delivery. While the cervix is almost always removed, some women choose to keep their cervix. Third are the fallopian tubes, the highway between the uterus and the ovaries where the sperm meets up with the egg. And then the fourth are the ovaries, which are responsible for producing hormones like estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. The medical terminology to describe what was removed is not the same as commonly used terminology. Most women think a total hysterectomy refers to the removal of the uterus and the ovaries, but that's actually not the case. In medical terminology, a total hysterectomy is removal of the whole uterus and includes the cervix. A partial hysterectomy is removal of only the upper part of the uterus and leaves the cervix behind. A partial hysterectomy is also called a subtotal hysterectomy or a supracervical hysterectomy. None of these categories include removal of the tubes or the ovaries. And if the ovaries are not removed, nothing changes hormonally. The uterus does not produce hormones. The medical word for removal of the fallopian tubes is salpingectomy. The medical word for ovary removal is oophorectomy. So removal of the entire uterus, including the cervix, tubes, and ovaries is a total hysterectomy, bilateral, meaning both, salpingo oophorectomy. Unless the surgery is being done as a cancer treatment, removal of the cervix, tubes, and ovaries is not automatic when someone has a hysterectomy or is even needed. If you're not sure what was removed when you had your hysterectomy, you're not alone. Too often a woman is just not told. The best way to know what happened is to get a copy of the surgery report, which will designate specifically what was removed. And that can be found either in your doctor's chart or in a hospital record, which can be requested by you. So getting back to the repercussions of hysterectomy on sexual function, there are two groups to consider. Group one are women that enter menopause because of the surgery. This group includes any woman who has her ovaries removed and was not already in menopause. And in that case, sexual repercussions are almost always from the loss of estrogen. Women who become menopausal because of surgery experience all the same symptoms that a woman experiences when she enters natural menopause. Decreased libido, mood disturbance, vaginal dryness, and insomnia from hot flashes are, of course, major contributors to sexual problems. And if this is the case, estrogen therapy will generally turn things around. And if you're someone who chooses not to go the hormone route, there are many non-hormonal options to relieve vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and insomnia. 
Group two are those women that were already in menopause or those that don't have their ovaries removed and therefore are not put into menopause. In this group, sexual repercussions are a consequence of surgery, not a change in hormonal status. If your ovaries are not removed, there's no significant change in hormones. If somebody was already in menopause, removal of the ovaries is not going to make a big difference. In this situation, if something changed sexually, it is a direct impact of the loss of your uterus and or your cervix. Let me explain. During orgasm, the uterus contracts. A lot of women aren't even aware that this occurs, and it may not be part of your orgasm experience. But some women definitely rely on this uterus sensation for sexual excitement and for achieving orgasm. If the uterus is removed, that aspect of orgasm is also removed. An orgasm occurs, but it's not as strong, and for many women, just not as satisfying. But what about women like Carol, who were able to orgasm during penetration prior to surgery and then completely lost that ability. It turns out that in her case, the removal of the cervix is what caused the problem. There are actually two distinct pathways to having an orgasm. The overwhelming majority of women orgasm as a result of direct clitoral stimulation. But the second path to orgasm is from cervical stimulation. This is where size, as in length of a penis or length of a toy, matters. But women who are able to orgasm from cervical stimulation are in the minority. And this is a phenomenon that many doctors are not even aware of, which is why most studies show that the surgical fate of the cervix does not alter the ability to orgasm. But if you are one of those women who experience vaginal orgasm from cervical stimulation, removal of the cervix means that that path to orgasm is interrupted. This explains the inconsistency in studies that look specifically at cervix removal and say that it doesn't matter. And that's because the only women that will have a negative impact post-op are those women who had cervical orgasms pre-op. And that's exactly what happened to Carol. When I asked her if she was able to orgasm from clitoral stimulation, she said, oh yeah, no problem. Between fingers and her vibrator, orgasm was almost a certainty. It was the loss of cervical orgasm during intercourse that was gone because so was Carol's cervix. If she'd known that in advance, she probably would have opted to keep her cervix, but she didn't know it was an option. And the reason Carol's doctor thought it had to be psychological is that again, most doctors, even good doctors, are not aware that a cervical orgasm is a thing. What about vaginal changes that have nothing to do with the cervix? The women who just say, it's not the same, it feels different, I feel dead down there. Well, if there's no change in hormones, the vagina does not physically change post-hysterectomy. This phenomena, though, has not been well studied. And in fact, I was able to find only one small study of 27 women that specifically looked at vaginal sensation following hysterectomy. In that group, in the study group, no one experienced a change in clitoral sensation. But 25% of those women experienced a significant decrease in vaginal sensation, vaginal sensitivity to cold, warm, and vibration. 
As an aside, you know, I'm sometimes asked if the vagina feels different to the guy. Well, when I was writing the Essential Guide to Hysterectomy, I sent a questionnaire to 200 of the male partners of my patients post-hysterectomy and asked them if the woman's vagina felt different to them. Well, regardless of if the cervix was removed or remained, basically 100% of the guys said things felt exactly the same. I never published those results other than in my book. And then there's a third category of women who have sexual problems post-surgery. And those are women who experience persistent pain. Painful intercourse is hardly an aphrodisiac. And if your libido and your orgasm are gone post-hysterectomy, nothing is going to get better until you eliminate pain. In most cases, painful intercourse post-hysterectomy is due to ovary removal that caused an entry into menopause. The vaginal dryness and lack of lubrication from lack of estrogen, of course, can be eliminated using a local vaginal estrogen, DHEA, espemaphine, or vaginal laser. If your pain has nothing to do with dryness, it may be because of scar tissue, particularly in the back of the vagina. And depending on specifically what's causing the problem, this can be resolved either with pelvic floor physical therapy, vaginal dilator therapy, and sometimes a procedure is needed to get rid of that scar tissue. There should not be pain post-hysterectomy. And if there is, the cause needs to be identified in order to get rid of it. And finally, what are the chances that a hysterectomy can cause psychological issues? In 1890, an article in a medical journal identified hysterectomy as the surgery most likely to cause psychosis. Well, the reality is just the opposite. Not only is it unusual to be depressed, but most women report a tremendous sense of relief that they no longer have to deal with pain, bleeding, or fear of cancer. But having said that, for some women, hysterectomy symbolizes the end to fertility, even femininity, sexuality their very identity. This belief can easily lead to a loss of self-confidence and sexual desire that has nothing to do with hormonal or surgical changes. And in those cases, signing up with a good sex therapist can be a godsend. So that's an overview of why sex might suck after a hysterectomy. A woman's sexual response after surgery depends on both the potential change in hormonal status, but is also dependent on the kind of stimulation a woman enjoyed before hysterectomy. If you're scheduled to have a hysterectomy or thinking about having a hysterectomy, be sure to discuss with your surgeon the plan, the specific plan, as far as removal of your cervix and ovaries. My book, The Essential Guide to Hysterectomy, is a little out of date, but it's still a good resource when it comes to making those decisions. If you already had a hysterectomy and are in that small but real group where things have changed, know that there are many pathways to pleasure, and a hysterectomy does not mean that your sex life is over. If your own gynecologist isn't helpful, know that there are sexual medicine experts who can help. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of.
Just hashtag 